Welcome, and thank you for joining us for Does This Make Sense? I hope you enjoyed the music by Trey Martin. From BB's Delta Blues to Memphis, calling Elvis with their blue suede shoes. From Boston to Nebraska, now should anyone ask ya? We are America. Welcome to Does This Make Sense with Ginny G. My guests today are Kevin Rife and Jimmy Pellegrini. Do you have a nickname, Jimmy Pellegrini? Do you Jim want Buck. me to use Jim Buck? Mr. Rife, what about you? Just, call just me anything you want, just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. And we are here today to talk about Nonantum. It does have a AKA, it's also known as the lake, but it's Nonantum. The most special part of Newton, I think, is where the history is rich and the people are great. And you walk into this neighborhood and this part of the city and you know your home. So that's what Nonantum is to me, but I'd like my guests to describe how they feel and their relationship with Newton and especially Nonantum. So welcome gentlemen. Who would like to start? Mr. Riff, Kevin Riff, tell me, tell me about your reflections on Nonantum, reflections on Newton and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so first, thanks, Ginny, for hosting this. And uh, it's always nice to sit across from Jim. Uh, it's always nice to connect with him. So, you know, when I think of Nonantum, you know, I think of, you know, my childhood. So I was born here in 1959, lived here all my life. And, um, it, you know, I got so many memories. Um, you know, I was born on Jones Court, uh, you know, moved on to Adams Street and bought my house on Hawthorne Street. So I tell everybody that I'm a world traveler, right? I've moved one square block in my entire life. But the traditions are so rich and the and the and the history is so rich. And I think it's 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 because of the people that make that. Um, you know, and I look back, you know, and I look at the Rollins family, you know, one of the first families to settle here, right, right, right on Adam Street, right? And just phenomenal, phenomenal people, you know, work for you know, Joni Pellegrini, who I call Mac all the time, right? So I work for her as a park instructor down in Pellegrini Park. And uh, not only did I work for her, but she performed my wedding ceremony. you know? So really, really special, special place for me. Um, and uh, I, I wouldn't have traded my, you know, time on this earth for anything else, but still live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Jim? Well, I was born in West Newton. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we moved to Newton Corner, but I... Uh, my grandparents were here every Sunday. We walked from Newton Corner to Our Lady's Church to Mass, then to West Street to my grandparents. Had breakfast with them every day. Um, but I lived in the lake. You know, I was just a kid then. I lived in the lake uh, my whole life, um, mostly on Clinton Street. And now I still live just off of Adams Street. Um, growing up here was when I explained to people things I used to do, like with my dad and Uncle Fat and the things that went on, some people don't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's like it was a different world. Um, we had the Christmas parties and pet bag toys for 3,000 kids. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, we used to spend two weeks at Hawthorne Park or wherever bagging toys. And uh, we'd have a Christmas party down at the Fort Forty. 
you know, it, you bring all this up and it's, it's really cool to listen to and focus on because what you're both not saying is you both have served the city of Newton so much in such a capacity, you as a police officer and, and you both have volunteered and been involved in so many organizations here in Newton that as you tell this with love in your voice, you're kind of not naming names here and saying what you really did because you're both so important to the community. You have volunteered so much. This community and this city is better because of people like both of you that were born, raised, stayed, and gave back. You know, you were born, raised, stayed. You gave back to this community. You gave back to Newton. I want you to talk about yourself and what you've done because you're an important piece of Newton and Nonianto. So I think, you know, it all goes back to my children, right? So, um, you know, I have, you know, five, you know, wonderful, wonderful children, 11 grandchildren now. I can't keep track of them. Uh, but, you know, my children kind of, you know, got me involved in volunteering, particularly on the uh, John M. Barry Boys and Girls Club, which was on Dolby Street. It was the, you know, uh, Boys and Girls Club. And Mac was instrumental on making it the Boys and Girls Club because it was historically the Boys Club. And, you know, I, I started to volunteer there because because my children were there, my kids were there. So why wouldn't I want to spend time with them in, in, a, different, in, a, in a different capacity? And then one thing led to another. And I, I, I think I spent a good portion of about six or seven years volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. And it was so, it, it was so easy because the people there made it easy. And it was just so easy to just give to them because they were so, um, it, it, you know, the generosity, they were so appreciative of us giving back to the community. So, Jim, and I'm going to well, make you talk because I know a lot of what you've done. So I, um, I want to hear this. I can sit on myself behind the scenes guy. Um, I'm not, I don't stand up front. Um, but like Uncle Fat used to say, I couldn't do it without the guys. So, you know, I try to do things. I started at the boys club too when I was a kid. And then uh, I ended up teaching printing there and worked with the kids at the club. Uh, during my career in the police department, I worked with the kids uh, cadet program. Probably have uh, last count, I think it was 25 kids that went through my group that are now police officers. Some of them became my boss. <laughs> um, I was involved with the cerebral palsy for years with my dad uh, from Newton Corner. That we used to have a cerebral palsy. We had a big cookout down, down in Hot Don. And, uh, you know, how fatty we do the lights every year at the back and used to help with everything. I mean, we, we did all kinds of stuff, but I mean, I'm involved with the Knights of Columbus, the, the Newton Elks, where we uh, always help, trying to help out the community too. But uh, it just, it's like Kevin running for office. I was always in the office. You know, people just call yeah. and I just try to help. You're obviously, yeah. You know, but I just, uh, like I said, I'm, I consider myself more behind the scenes. Well, you make the other day I walked around with the new chief and introduced him to everybody. And he's like, come on, take a picture. I said, I don't do pictures. He said, what do you mean? I go, this is your gig, not mine. I just want to introduce you to people, but it's like, that's not my thing. It may not be a thing, but you do great work. And, and Kevin, you too have, uh, you're a member of some clubs here too. And um, I talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was, I was a member of the, Boys and Girls Club. I remember Sam Sam Corsetti, right? Had yeah, to pay a pay a nickel babe. pay a nickel for your shorts, babe, right? Babe. Uh, but it was just you know a you know a wonderful man. And I remember 
you know, as Sam was getting up there at ages, I would go pick him up at his home in Watertown and bring him to the Boys and Girls Club. And we would practice boxing in, in preparation for the annual boxing show, you know, uh, and, you know, to see the community come together. Right. And it was a big deal. Right. Because Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe Danucci, you know, oh, right. God rest his soul. Yeah. Right. Would yeah. come down and, you know, referee those those bouts. And it was a big deal for the kids. Great, great and they still talk about that. You know, and I think, you, you know, if you talk about, you know, what makes this place special, right? Yeah. When I hear my children who are now adults talk about, yeah. you know, their history and they're growing up yeah. and growing up on Adam Street and, you know, we kid around that when we moved from Adam Street to Hawthorne Street, we didn't need a moving van. We just <laughs> carried all their yeah. stuff over, right? So that, that's, that's special, right? This is special memory for those kids who are now adults and, you know, husbands and fathers and uh you know just to hear them talk about that i sit back and i just glow you know it's just really 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 special i really i love listening to you both talk because you're both born raised stayed here and i also born raised stayed till about two years ago here but i can feel i can almost feel the heartbeat of no nantum right here with the the passion of how much you love it and how much you've both done for this community probably since you were kids and i love that piece of it for me, not being exactly from Nonantum, when I would come here, the place that I was always drawn to was Coletti Magnet Park. That's where for everyone, maybe maybe that's the pulse of Nonantum, maybe that's the heart of, of Nonantum. And Newton, the north side anyway, Newton, because wherever, whenever you want to meet someone, whether it was Alderman Salvucci many years ago or uh, your Uncle Fat, Meet me at Coletti Magnet Park, and that's where there's it's just there's picnic tables almost for me going back to where we were, our parents and our grandparents were always from, were from, and and that's Italy because that was the heart of what they did every night. After dinner, they would all go to the park or the center, and that's where politics was talked about, children were talked about, education. I think um, they were so involved with their culture and their children and their family. And I see that here with everyone that lives here and born and raised here. I see that here by Coletti Magnet Park. And certainly when you have the um, Christmas tree lighting and Santa Claus that you volunteer for, and I imagine you do too, to help with the lights. I try to do whatever I can. Do, yeah, I mean, you do whatever you can. And, and of course you do. I love that part of it. If you, I guess, I hate to ask you, but but name me someone that if you could bring back from your life as a, as a child that you would A, bring back and why? And then I'd love to hear where would be the first place you would take them? Kevin, Rip. So I would, you know, I would, I would want to bring my dad back and I would want to bring him back to Jones Court uh, in our backyard where he taught me how to play play catch and baseball and put me in the catcher's stance. And I could, it, the reason I bring him back to Jones Court is he could yell over the fence <laughs> and talk to my wife and talk to his grandkids. Yeah. And then I'd walk him down Jones Court and walk across the street to where Mazzola's Bakery used to be because my dad worked there. He was a baker's helper at night. My dad worked two two jobs. Yeah. We didn't have a car. He walked to work every day, worked at the Odell Company in Watertown. 
got out of work at two o'clock, came home, got quick bite to eat, and then went to work at Mazzola's from three to 11. I mean, that's what, yeah. that's what guys did back then. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That's where I would take him and, you know, just let him, you know, walk around so he could see his grandkids, right. Who came, who was, you know, he missed a lot of their lives because since he passed. So that's what I would do. Chance? Definitely my father. Um, I couldn't rule out bringing my mom back too. Um, but definitely my dad. And uh, I'd like to be back in, in the home on Clinton street on Easter Sunday when all the guys from the lake came over and he just made eight, nine, 10 different fatadas for them. And they all hung around and everybody was there. And, you know, and just, just the stuff like Kevin said, the stuff that he taught me, you know, to, to be, and I think I'm a good guy. And he was, and you know, my dad always said to me, take care of the underdog. They're the ones that need the help, yeah. you know? I mean, when he would, with the several palsy kids, you know, he'd go away and he'd come home. My mother said, Nunzi, where's the new jacket? Uh, the kid didn't have a coat. It was raining and I gave it to him. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And Kevin talks about Mazzola Bacon. My dad worked there. My dad lived on Clinton Street. And he'd walk down across over Adams Street to the, to the alley. My mother lived on West Street. And then he'd go out after work. And during work, he'd go out to take a break and have a, a butter something. He'd call for my mother. He told me the story. One day, my mother's Mother walked out. She says, "Hey, you don't whistle for my daughter. She's not a dog. You want to talk to my daughter? You say, hey, can I see Susie? <laughs> you know." But they grew up together, right down the street. Wow. My father lived on Clinton Street, where I grew up. Yeah. And my mother lived on West. <laughs> I love it. I mean, well, her sister married my father's brother. They all hung around together. Okay, they were in each just, other's weddings. They would. Uh, they were all just yeah. family. I love it. I'm gonna put the Kleenex box away because I, mm -hmm. I can't get through another one of these. Let's bring some. Let's bring in the Lake Lingo. Let's talk a little bit about that. And and for the record, I do not speak it. I barely understand it. I pride myself in being able to uh, wear my jivel hat because I think that means woman. And I pride myself when I wear that to the uh, festa every year. And uh, that's the extent of my mush and jivel. I think that's the extent of my my knowledge of the lake lingo. Kevin, why don't you explain how it got started, the roots of this? So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more educated people than me when it comes to the lake lingo. But the lake language was actually brought over by the gypsies, right, Jim? Yeah. And that's where it all started. So, you know, a lot of folks, Romanian, exactly. Right? So, a lot of folks have, you know, their own kind of, you know, picture on where it started, but it really started with the gypsies. gypsies. So, I'm going to ask Jim, I says, so, you know, Mush, you want to valve a little bit in front of the jibble? What do you think? I don't know. She's a little But we can, we can overchay. Can we can overchay a little bit, right? You know, because, uh, I tell you, I had some. You know I, valve, I, she can valve with the best of them, but I had some cushion zucchini this morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. my wife she made the cushion zucchini. We got to put the goddamn yeah. cushion. It was cushion. Okay, now wait a minute. We didn't have to jaw. We didn't jaw it. We paid for it. You know what I mean? So we used to jaw. We chop. We chop from the god. You know what I mean? That's all. So. Now I need the translation. I got Divya. What does that mean? A little soft. That means you're a little crazy, Just right? a little. Just a little. See, so, this, this is the thing. Yeah. Divya's not a I bad thing. I said you before. Yeah. The biggest thing people mess up is they'll call everybody a mush. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very simple. Mush is a guy. Yeah. Okay. Jivel is a girl. That's right. I call everybody mush <laughs> so much that I don't even remember the names all the time. It's, hey, Mush, what are you doing? And then Mush, what are you doing? Yeah. Jibble is a girl. 
some some women don't like the word jimmel they think it's offensive it's it's not it just means jimmel but if they don't like it then that's it but there's so many girls i grew up with over here and you know it's like paula barati every time i see it jimmel what's, jimmel, up? what's going on you know? yeah um some women don't like it but it's just mush is a guy jimmel is a girl okay and divya that's is it. divya means a little off, you know, but Divya can mean a lot of, and it depends on a lot of the language, the words that you use, depends how you use it. Like I just said, oh, she's a little Divya. I mean, just like, you're a little going, you know, it's a little, wait, 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 is that the case? Let's go, let's go. Well, yeah, you're a little so, Divya like that. So what I said, what I said to Jimmy at first, <laughs> what I said if I translate, really, yep. what I said to yeah. him, I said, Jimmy, you want to talk for a little while? Oh. Right, and, and, and you want to vow for a little while, oh. right? If you want to vow in front of the gym, so you want to talk in front of the girl. And he said, Yeah, but she's a little. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, but we can overche. So overche means, you know, we're gonna, you know, a little. 10 uh... 1 means that, you know, that the person has some illness. But we used to say, Mush, be careful, he's Divya. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like he's really crazy. Yeah. So you can so say that over the radio and no. Divya, um... Divya, Divya is a whole different thing. Well, a, a quick story yeah. that, that was in this article I'm going to show you anyways, but um, years ago, they they had a guy, and this story always comes up, so he had a gun on him. So the, wow. one of the cops says to the other one, he goes, Mush. The Mush got a, a Gora under his cover. Gora means gun. So mm -hmm. he, the guy didn't know what they were talking about, but the two cops did. Wow. They were from the late, they knew it. So he was saying, one was saying to the other one, be careful, he has a gun under his jacket. So the guy was able to move maneuver around because the guy didn't know what they were talking about and he was able to tap him and get his gun because they used the lake wing. Wow. wow. <clears throat> the other thing I said to Jimmy was I had some Kushja zucchini this morning. I, mean, I had some, you know, really good, nice, right, right, beautiful, you know, all the, and again, to Jimmy's point, depending on how you're using it, yeah. right? And then um, I said, we didn't, we didn't jaw it. We paid for it. <laughs> I know what that means. We didn't steal it. We paid for it, right? And then he said, we didn't, no, we didn't charge. We paid for it, right? So we got our own little window. It's, it's pretty cool. Did your parents use it? Oh, yeah. I mean, really? Me. I mean, they had to. Just when you were in the lake, I mean, you know, my mother either spoke Italian or lake talked to me, one or the other, and I had to get on board with both. So you can speak Italian? I can understand Italian. Italian. I cannot speak it. So my, so my wife came to this country when she was six years old. Her mother still, I, I went to go shopping with her for her the other day. I went over to pick up the shopping list. It was in Italian. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and she still can't, right. you know, she'll start off in English with me, but she'll yep. just keep on going. And I got to ask my wife to stand in and translate. Something. Really? Yeah. And what part of Italy? She was born in Atina, Italy. So a little, a little mountain town in between Rome and Naples. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, actually, um, my my paternal side is from Gaeta. Yeah. And um, and then my 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 mother's family. I hate to say this. We're Sicilian, and from Milan. So yeah. uh, maybe that's the Divia. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. What about you, Jim? Where you They're all from San Bernardino, yeah. which a lot of the people from that's San right. came to the lake. Yeah. Where exactly, exactly is San Bernardino? It, it's down. If you're looking at the boot, yeah, it's southwest. southwest. Like it's southwest. So if you're looking at it. Okay. I so was actually there. I, I went, my son was in school for a month in Rome. 
few years back. Oh, yeah. So I went out to, to visit. And then him and I took the train down to San Donato to see relatives. And there was people from the lake. There was, yeah, Big Joe Cotterelli. Remember Big Joe oh, yeah. Kevin? Yeah. And so my cousin says, hey, come on, we'll go see Big Joe. You know, Joe, so we're not going to do it. And he didn't call him Big Joe for nothing. He was a big, hey, Jimmy, you at my house. Come in, come in, you at my house. There. You know, so he took us all on the yachts and everything. You know, but a lot of the people came from, from uh, San Donato came here. That's awesome. You know, I read this, um, this story this morning, and I think for me, and I'm sure for you guys, because I can hear, I can hear the um, passion and the love in your voice when you talk about Nonato. But I think as Italian people, our family always comes first. We, we really value our parents, our grandparents, and they were probably, like in my house, they were the go-to every Sunday. Every Sunday meant probably the same thing for me as it did for you. Describe, describe a Sunday morning, Kevin, wife. Describe Sunday morning in your house when you were a kid. So I was, I was up at seven. I went over to Tiny's, which was on Adam Street for Scully Toast. And I met Bob, the newspaper man, mm -hmm. and he would deliver my newspapers to me. I would work the paper stand on the corner of Lincoln Road and Adam Street. Did it. Church, right? Mm -hmm. Jimmy probably did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Then when we were done, which was about, cool, we got out at 10, but uh, 11, 11, well, sometimes the mass was 11 o'clock, sometimes it was 11.15, depending on when they started. We'd make four bucks. It was every Sunday, four dollars, wow. four dollars. And then we would go to uh, Magnize a lot because Rizzolas wasn't open on Sundays, typically. Magnize was the place for bread around 12, 12.15, and then we came home and we ate dinner. That was every Sunday. Wow. We always called it Sunday dinner. Sunday, Sunday dinner. dinner right? yeah. you know, we didn't call it lunch. Lunch was during the week. This right. was dinner, Sunday, Sunday dinner. dinner. Yeah. And yeah. you had to be at the table. If you weren't at the table, there was, there was, you had, had, to, be something you had a wrong. good explanation. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. You get a scaff. Yeah. And you eat what I cook. <laughs> <laughs> no peanut butter and jelly, no, mac and no, cheese. No cell phones, no tablets, oh no God. iPads. We sat down and we ate as a family. And, and I'll get on my soapbox for a minute. I think with the economy and the world, Right today, it's it's kind of tearing the families apart on Sunday because everything is open. All the businesses are open. Oh, there was yeah. nothing open on Sunday when we did. Magnite's closed at noontime. Yeah. Right. So you know that kept your family together. It did. And no matter what happened during the week, you knew they were there on Sunday. You know, uh, and and we try to keep that tradition alive today. But as the kids get older and the sports and everything is going on, you know, so it, it becomes more difficult. Today. It does. That was our Sunday. Awesome. So. Yeah, it does become. And you have you have three children. And um, how old are they? So I so I have five children. I have, five children. I have three stepsons. Uh, who, who I when I met my wife, uh, they're wonderful young men. Wonder all my children. Wonderful young men. They're, 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 they're great fathers, husbands, you know, brothers. They're great. And I had two children with my wife. Um, and uh, we had said, my family is like, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. My family is everything to me. Yeah. When I get a chance to be with my kids, just like Jim, yeah. right? I, I relish that. I, mm -hmm. I just, I just don't, I want the clock to stop when I'm with them. Yeah. So pretty special. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what. Um, Nonantum and this part of Newton, that, that is it. That's, that's the bullseye because, you know, when, when you get up every morning and the first thing that you have to account for is your children, 
it speaks volumes and that that responsibility you put on yourself and you take so seriously, of course, and you're so committed and passionate about it. That that's that's absolutely fantastic. Jim, go ahead. You have two, a boy and girl. I know them. I have two boys. Two boys. Two boys, one girl. Yeah. Oh, two boys. Okay. Yeah. Well, jo Joseph, the, both the boys, they don't live around here. Yeah. Um, Joseph was younger. We were living in Framingham for a while. Um, he isn't in, involved with a lot of the stuff like the other two. Maria is into everything. Yeah. Everything. She. Uh, She's ran marathons here. She runs races all over the place here. She helps Fatty with the park mix decorations, everything else. Yeah. Steven uh, is always coming down, helping Fatty do the shock in and stuff like that. He, he gets involved a little more. But um, I, trying to keep things going here because things have, some things have faded. And, they, yeah. and they, these kids, you know, years ago, the kids would walk by the park and fat, Uncle Fat would just grab them and say, come on, come in here and help me. Uh, they get in trouble and the parents would bring them down and say, you know, fat, you know, he's acting up, help me. You couldn't do that. Now you'd go to jail, <laughs> you know? So the younger kids aren't, aren't into it as much, but I'm trying to try to keep it going, you know, because uh, with a lot of this other stuff that's going on, we're not going anywhere, we're here. And I'm not going anywhere. Kevin's not going anywhere. Franny Arati's not going anywhere. Fatty sure as hell isn't leaving. So we're gonna try and just keep things going. We're gonna keep things going as much as we can. Well, you have you know? to, you're committed, you're committed and, and I- Like Kevin said, the family is- Family is everything. As a matter of fact, I wanna take a second to talk about your daughter because I love her. Uh, she's like me, a little she divya. Is divya. <laughs> she's Absolutely a little divya. divya. But you know what? It, she's, like, she's like you and in, 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 uh, her mom. Yeah. She hears, can you do this? Yeah. And she's the first one in line. Yeah. She ran the marathon. Um, her and um, my son, Danny, actually, ran the marathon one year for the Newton 9-11, which is another yeah. big, I, I don't want to get into it, but it's a big Newton thing. Yeah. And, and that brought a ton of people together um, from all over the city, people from Noniantum, people from West Newton, uh, people such as you, Jim and, and Kevin, and um, we brought you all together to help and everyone worked together for one goal. And I think that is basically the lesson of Noniantum and what you two do here. But Maria is awesome. Yes, yes, and she's um, she is a great kid. So I have to, I have to say that we're, we're seeing about four minutes left. And um, I, want, I want you to tell me, your, and I bet it's hard, um, your favorite, place in the list, your favorite place here. If you have to go and you know you have to reset, where do you go for your reset? Besides well, calling me and, and talking to me, <laughs> <laughs> but where do you go? I, well, you, you used to be a West Street when Jimmy Donovan all did. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we, like, we became family, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't know Jimmy. Um, younger but I, we became family I'm just, even though he's up name we're still close but like you say magnite park i mean i take my granddaughter over there and she pedals her bike and i sit mm -hmm. there and it's, yeah. it's it's so relaxing you sit there with her and now dominic the baby he's, he's younger I take take him over there and you know push him in a little cot and that that's it and then people come by hi how you doing and, but yeah magnite park's definitely uh, definitely one of the places and kevin so I'm going to catch a lot of flack for saying this, okay? <laughs> so let me go 
on record saying this, my first podcast, I'm going to catch some flack, but uh, <laughs> I remember my mom took me to JB Steakhouse, which was above Bunny's Market, yeah. right? Yeah. When it opened. And JB Steakhouse became Iratis. Oh and my God. We had graduation parties. Right. We had uh, wedding showers, bridal showers, christenings. Joe Danucci used to do his uh, 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 some of his events there when he would support Scott Scott Leonard, yeah. right? And Don Bianca. Yeah. Everybody would yeah. come out yeah. in the back room. Yeah. And then we would go downstairs and we'd play botched, you know? And, oh. and, and I've got pictures, real pictures, not on your phone, real pictures <laughs> of my son's graduation. Yeah. You know, my son Phil graduated in 2000. This is 2021, right? right? That's 21 years later wow. at Urati. So everybody's going to give me flack. Oh, yeah, Kev, you said Urati just because, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, it was <laughs> true. I love that place. I, I lived it. it. That's where I live. And by the way, they have pretty good food. This yeah. food was pretty good. Oh, I think Uranis yeah. had good food. Uranis had good food. I was sorry yeah. to see them go. Yeah. The feeling it was a little divya. Still he, is. He, he still could, is. He could chain with the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Valve and chain. That was it. But it was good. It was good. And my favorite place, I have to say it, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get a ration of uh, whatever. My favorite place when I want to reset is Our Lady's Church. <laughs> I love Our Lady's Church. That's where, that's where I reset. Love you walk, you walk up. That front walk, and it immediately speaks to me. Yeah. It really does. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, a lot of memories. A lot, a lot of memories. memories. And they, I want to had a few hours. Exactly. Well, you, I think this means, Brian. I think this means they're going to have to come back, and I'm going to wrap up because we have to let them all go to work. But this has been a blast, and this means we have to come back again do part two of Everything Newton, Lake Lingo, and welcome Kevin back and Jimmy back. And thank you guys. This was so much fun. So I'm going to do this. Thank you. And the audience is screaming, woohoo! This has been the Does This Make Sense podcast with host Ginny G. Special thanks to Trade Martin for our opening and closing music. To see this episode again in its entirety, please check us out online at www.utv.org. See you next time. From those biggest neon lights to the Rocky Mountain Heights, from Virginia's Blue Ridge to the Golden Gate Bridge, Hawaii to Alaska, now should anyone ask you?